0: guys welcome back to the fifth episode of two friendless friends and today i think
1: flora has more questions for us hi um yes and um i just want to ask everyone how they're going and like their thoughts on the last two episodes because we had the collaboration which I don't think we really addressed in our fourth episode because of the way that we recorded it because we actually recorded fourth episode before third episode so like let us know your thoughts on like those two um and in the description box below you'll find our instagram which is two dot friendless friends as well as apple podcast and spotify yeah. So as Kelly just mentioned, actually, before I get into this, I'm going to ask you like a quick icebreaker kind of question um, that I was asked yesterday in this uh, mentor meeting thingy that I did. So Kelly, yeah, um, tell me, okay, in the last two weeks, tell me something really good that has happened in your life as well as a challenging thing
0: Mm, something really good in the last two weeks well I started my new job oh yay that's the good and challenging thing at the same time yeah like um so basically I'm tutoring some like little kids probably like primary school level and It was, I think at the beginning I was like, I had different expectations because I'm used to tutoring older students and there's just like a huge, huge difference in like behavior wise. Not really content was fine for me, but like the behavior side of it was like, it's harder to make like younger kids focus for an extended period of time, given that it was a holiday course. And they were like literally there for seven hours. Wait, for real? Seven Basically hours? Basically school, but with less breaks. Yeah, it was like, um, it was three, uh, what was it? Uh, nine to 12, so like three hours of like trial tests. And then there was like half an hour lunch and then three and a half hours of me going through the test that they just did. That's like, it's very intense because I did it back when I was like their age and I still remember it being like very intense for them. And it's so intense for me as well as a teacher now because I think like uni just got me used to shorter days.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Like you're only at uni for a couple hours and now I'm here like working seven hours a day, five Aww. days a week. That was... um yeah, I was so dead. It took me a whole weekend to recover, and then I had work <laughs> again, like three days a week now. Yeah,
1: and then you was it yesterday or the day before where you like finished at eight thirty, and then it was like a. Oh,
0: yeah. it was yes. It was last night. Oh right, yeah.
1: So that was a long shift, wasn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah. It was a four-hour one. It it wasn't as bad because the kids in that class oh, were okay. like a lot more like.
1: Um and like teaching yeah. can be quite draining.
0: The kids in that class were a lot more like. I guess, like, they were more into studying and, like, more willing to just sit down and learn instead of, like, being slightly distracted by other stuff. Like, there's some kids that are, like, more easily distracted and some kids that aren't as easily distracted.
1: Oh, okay. I mean, that's good. Like, you can't really expect much that... Like, this is bound to happen, right? Year five, year six students.
0: Yeah. I mean, like... I wasn't like that but I know people that are like that and like it's just different person to person some people like yeah at that age might not like think that it's worth it to spend that much time on studying and some people will be like okay I'll just do it because my parents put me here yeah it's weird it's hard it's a hard balance for different students especially when like there's a mix of them in the same yeah. class
1: well okay so to answer the question you would just group like starting a new job as both a really good thing as well as a challenging thing, right?
0: Yeah, it was a good thing, but it was so hard at the beginning.
1: Yeah, I think you'll get used to it. It'll be, it's hard, obviously, at the start. Um, but
0: yeah, I'm starting to get used to it already, but
1: yeah, you're already seeing improvements in yourself. Um, and to answer that question. For me I would say a really good thing that happened was a like a one day one night like getaway with my some of my high school friends we just um booked out a hotel and it was really really fun because at the start I wasn't really like down for it but then when we actually got there and it like got to night time we just I felt like I was okay well like two people got drunk Two of my friends got drunk, and one of them was, like, really loving... And you didn't? No, I didn't even have, like, one standard. Um, I, I just... I don't even like drinking. Oh, I thought you were going to test your limits. I was. I don't know what happened. I don't know. I think it was, like... I, I had so much food. Like, I just kept eating and eating because one of my friends, Lucy, she just started... Because we, we had pizza, and... And then at night, like a few hours later, she just opened her like ramen. And then I don't know what happened, but but because she opened it, everyone else opened it. And then I realized I did not even want to eat this. So then I was just eating so much food, but it was really good and fun because we just all like talked and I felt like we got kind of closer to one another because, um... You know, like when you get really drunk and then like people just start spilling out their hearts, and they got really sad at some point, and then I started crying. Everyone else—it's like drunk heart to hearts. Yeah, it was. It was just a really good moment. Um, so I guess that would be my my good thing. And I think it was then when I realized—not when I realized, but it was like it was like a sign that these are the people that are going to stay in my life for a really long time. And even if I don't see them very often, I know that I can always turn to them. Um, so that would be my good thing. Then my challenging thing. My And you can
0: always have this, these kind of moments as well.
1: Yeah, it was just really special. We had another one um, a while back at Lucy's house again, um, where they got drunk, started crying. That was, yeah, that was really good though. Um, but I think a challenging thing would be... Um, working on a case competition that I I signed up for so mm. it's it's called Google Business Academy and there's like three components to it it's a 4 week program basically one component is doing a case comp the other is doing like a mentor session with a like someone working at Google um and then another one another component is just doing like weekly uh, like, I don't know what you call it. Like, they put on like uh, conferences. I don't think that's the right word. But on the first it week, like it seminars, was all about. Kind of? Yes. Okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> honestly, why did I not think of that? Uh, but yeah. So that would be my challenging thing. But I really like it. I enjoy doing what I'm doing. It's just a bit challenging at times. Okay. So now that we've got that out of the way, um, I I don't know this is for a more like deep question but if you didn't tune in last week we are starting something where I ask Kelly a deep question and um, it's questions that are intended to make two people fall in love with one another which isn't really the point our purpose of doing it I think it's so that we can just um, skip through the basic kind of surface level questions and get to know each other more. And it just, it gets us ready for the episode, you know?
0: Yeah, it gets us in that mindset.
1: Um, yeah. <laughs> so, my question to you today is, um, what is one of your most treasured memories?
0: Oh, you're Which asking something any- similar this morning. Like, what is- Yeah, because I, I what- wanted you yeah. to kind of think about it uh treasured memories
1: oh that's a really hard one because like or maybe not the most treasured just any kind of memory that like is special to you that just pops into your head and tell me in as much detail as you can
0: okay there's a couple that i i might not talk about on here but uh, give. it's really hard because i have so many that are like on a similar level that I don't know like how to pick a specific
1: one, well once again, doesn't have to be your most. it can just be any one that you recall the most, I guess that you can go into much as much details as you can. Oh, oh. Oh.
0: this is okay, you're gonna have fun cutting out this whole thinking process,
1: <laughs> sure. <laughs>
0: Uh, I would say, um, okay, so for background, I have a lot of cousins, yeah? I have 22 of them, and more. I don't know all of them, yeah? So, um, well, I'm not sure if some of them you count as cousins, but, like, at least to me, I count them as cousins. So, basically, a lot of my cousins don't live in Australia where I live. They live in Vietnam. Um, I have a few in America, and then like some second cousins in Canada and stuff. Like they're all over the world. Yeah.
1: Wow, big family. So
0: I don't really see them much. I don't really get to see them much. Like the first. So when I was really young, I never knew them. I didn't really know them at all. I just knew. Oh, I had these these family members overseas that I've never seen before. So. When I was in year one, my parents were like, "Okay, like Kelly needs to see her, like her family." Like my brother had gone back before, before I was born, so like it was it wasn't his first time meeting them, but it was my first time meeting them. And we decided to go when I was in year one because that was when my grandma's health was like starting to deteriorate. And like, they just wanted me to at least have seen my grandma before, like, have interactions with her. And like, so it's funny because I didn't know anyone when I went there. I, so I really stuck to my mom, right? But on the first night, we went to my. So, where is there? Where are you going so Vietnam. in the story? So, like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, this is my story. This is my memory. So. Sorry. <laughs> so I think once we landed, um, my uncle picked us up and took us to my grandma's place where my mom's oldest brother lived with my grandma. And then, like, all my cousins came over. My mom's, like, siblings came over. And for some reason, like, out of nowhere, I started sticking to one of the my cousins. Like, for s- I have no idea why. No one has any idea why. But the moment I saw her, I just started sticking to her like that's so cute (laughs) like the whole trip we were there for like um four weeks or something the whole trip I literally stuck to her wherever we went but the thing is we never met each other before like before that moment and apparently like okay the next time I went back was like eight years later but my cousin recently told me this that it was like apparently she asked me why I stuck to her that much And apparently, she looks a lot like my mom. That's what I said. And I, as a child, I always stuck to my mom. But the funny, the funniest part is, she always stuck to my mom as a child.
1: Like your cousin stuck with your mom, and like you stuck with oh 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 right.
0: And then, and then, even better. Next time I went back, she had a kid, like her daughter, my niece. She stuck with me. (laughs) That's so cute. It's like a continuous cycle. So like, is the next part of the cycle going to be me, my child sticking (laughs) with her? (laughs) Yeah. It's a weird cycle, but it it was so
1: fun. I found it really funny. So you and your cousin are pretty close then, right? I'm I'm pretty close
0: with a couple of my cousins, uh, less so with some others. Like, just a matter of like, how close my parents were with like, their siblings like it was kind of that scale as well
1: oh okay that's that's really nice though because I don't think I really have that kind of bond with my cousins I don't really see them that often but like we're close uh we're not close but like every time we go there it's fine like there's no like we just get along well
0: yeah that's me with my cousins on my dad's side but me with my cousins on my mom's side like we don't see each other a lot because like we live in different countries but like the moment I go back everyone gathers together and like we're all like tight yeah like yeah we go around a lot together it's really weird because apparently like once I leave they don't really talk
1: (laughs) oh oh so they're like a lot more talkative when you guys are around
0: I think it's bound to be a thing when like you live like in such like a small place with like the same people all the time like it's like I could easily go visit my cousins on my dad's side because they're all in Australia but I don't feel as close to them as I do to like the cousins that I have like literally across the ocean
1: I mean maybe that's because like you you value them more it's like oh I don't get to see that often because I don't see them Yeah, yeah yeah cute though but like 'Cause
0: of corona, like I went just before Corona, I was so lucky. But because of Corona we're like, oh i I'm like, when is the next time that I get to see this?
1: Yeah, I miss Hong Kong so much. I just It probably will be like I just wanna go back while. there. Yeah, I wanna to Hong go Kong. back to Vietnam. But my my answer to that question what was the question again?
0: Uh what's your most treasured memory? Or like just a treasured
1: memory in general. Honestly, I knew I was gonna ask this. And I and I I don't even have an answer. But you still, you don't have it. an answer. <laughs> I don't know why. Um the only one I can like think of would be it's really uh, hard. I I know I briefly briefly mentioned this earlier in like previous episodes. But I would say my 18th birthday um because during that like Did you mention this? Yeah, I, I did. don't think I you did. Had... I don't think you've mentioned it to me that much either. It's like, honestly, nothing really happened, but it was my 18th birthday and it was during like a period of my time. Oh, oh, what is it? Okay. okay, Wait. So, so a few days before my birthday, I was like really sad because the. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even like saying it. Do you know what I'm gonna say? Maybe I think I
0: know. I have like some very like educated guesses. You have
1: a hypothesis. I have a I have um, multiple
0: hypotheses.
1: <laughs> oh okay. Well, it's probably the first one that you think of. Basically, uh, <laughs> can I choose another memory? I just don't like saying this. Okay, choose another memory. But I feel like I have to now because the. Okay, I'll I'll just I'll, uh, I'll just say like it.
0: I had memories that I didn't choose on purpose that I would like tell you, but I wouldn't put out
1: to the world. No, like I'm fine putting it out to the world. I just don't like say, okay, why I'm sad. I, I was sad because of, because of um a person. Okay, because I wasn't really talking to them that much um, during this period of time. And I was like, oh, I really want to talk to you, but you're not talking to me. But then on my birthday, they texted me. They were like, actually, it was the night before my birthday, I think. And then they were like, hey, it's your birthday, right? Tomorrow. And I was like, yeah, it is. Um, so then that's how we kind of like reconnected. I mean, reconnected just makes it seem like we didn't talk for that long. It was probably like a day or two for me being like the... <laughs> <laughs> look in my mind i was it's embarrassing but um other than like and on my actual birthday it's
0: okay though like we all feel that with like certain people yeah
1: yeah but it's like why did i feel that what uh okay but on my actual birthday it was um memorable to me because i just remember that day being like really really good i remember my mum made this lunch for me um and she's never made it before but she spent like the entire morning making it and it was just like i don't know i think it was just really special to me that it, and it tasted good too but like she spent the whole morning making it and that's just like always stayed in my memory um and then the cake that we had because it was during like every asian's lockdown. mom love language is yeah making food for the kids yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um and then it was during lockdown so we didn't really go out but um i had my favorite cake ever which is pandan cake i know i've mentioned this um and then on i remember having a a marketing quiz which obviously it's marketing of course i'm gonna enjoy it um and then i had like a three-hour call with the person so like even though we're not really friends anymore like I still treasure the memory because I remember feeling happy so yeah um that's I don't think that's my most memorable but that was like what just came to my mind
0: that's actually a really nice memory I oh I should have said my birthday last year but then like because that was an interesting day your birthday yeah do you, want, do you want
1: to get but into it then? Or Now
0: that we've got... Huh? Let, I'll save that story for another time. But okay. okay, so now that we've gotten through this little, like, get to know us session, um, what I wanted to talk about as a kind of, like, a follow-up to the post-high school kind of theme that we have going, except for episode four, um, I wanted to talk about, like, finance in terms of, like, kind of being able to set yourself up to become slightly more independent in university and like this is actually like a really big part of growing up
1: oh yeah definitely
0: becoming slightly more financially independent makes you mature so much
1: and I think um I think both of us are kind of on like similar pathways where like we don't I feel like we both uh, financially support ourselves in most of the things that we do.
0: I'd I'd say like we both do, like in most, like we still live in our parents' homes, like we're still, they're still paying for like the bills, but like we're making some sort of contribution to like our own expenses, especially like Opal card fees, which like are so high when you're going to uni. I don't know,
1: people still find it surprising though. Hmm? Like I know people our age who don't pay for their Opal and I and I once met, like I'm not judging cuz like honestly that's a life to live. Yeah. But um they were like, "Oh my gosh, you pay for your own Opal card and like your phone bills and your gym membership?" I don't know. I just is it's in a way I'm jealous, but I feel glad that I'm able to.
0: I paid for my mom's phone bill last year. All of it? Yeah, half a year. I paid for half a year for her. Oh but um I think like it's it's not about like whether or not your parents can afford it I think it's just at least to me this is kind of my philosophy like for a lot of the people listening like everyone has grown up in like very dependent on their parents financially like I'd say we're very lucky to be able to do that and not have to worry about finances within the household at least for me, my parents spent so much money on me, like, in terms of not really, like, useless spending, but it was, like, oh, tutoring and, like, school fees, all of that kind of stuff. Tutoring was, like, the single biggest expense. And then, like, literally the moment I finished tutoring, you'd think that we'd be able to kind of save a bit more money, but no. I mean, it's a cycle. My aircon decides to die. <laughs> And then it's literally a cycle. And then and then, the thing is, my aircon died, like, right after HSC. I was, like, so glad. But it was summer. I was literally dying in my room. It was, like, literally what, the hottest summer as well, like, because it was the summer with all the bushfires and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, like, literally there were so many days consecutively where it was, like, over 40 degrees. And I was literally, like, dying in my room because it was the only room that was, like, not... It's, my room is probably one of the warmest rooms in the house, and I had the aircon.
1: I'm that weird kid who doesn't like aircon.
0: <laughs> and then after that, we we had to go. We went overseas. Not we didn't have to go, but like it was like to celebrate post HSC, and I'm really glad we went because we got back right before Corona hit. Yeah, that's yeah. good. So it's like our parents have paid for so many expenses in like the first 18 or so years of our life that i think like it's time for us to help them even the tiniest bit like um no matter how well off you are like your parents will appreciate every single dollar that you give to them as like a little like contribution it doesn't have to be big it doesn't have to be like oh i'll cover like half of the
1: bills or something like just a little bit really helps i think this is where culture plays in though I don't know if this is like an asian thing or if it's like a ethnic group not eth- i don't know what i'm trying to say like immigrant parents kind of um view but like the children are meant to like you know look after the parents when they're older um support them financially um even now once you like have a job you like contribute a bit into if, like i don't know bills and stuff whatever like you just give back but I don't think that's like a thing for yeah I I don't
0: know if it's just an immigrant thing I know a lot of people that don't do that
1: yeah 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 and okay but I have this other friend who lives by themselves um and oh my gosh am I gonna get cancelled for this I don't know (laughs) but I have this friend who lives by themselves and um like, they don't have a job, and they were saying to me, um, like, sometime last year, they were like, oh, I might get a new phone, and I was like, oh, why? Like, is your phone not working? Do-? And then the answer was just, um, no, I just felt like getting a new phone, but I don't really have a job, so I don't have a reason to. I just kind of want it, and I know, like, it's a bit, like, I'm 18, and asking my parents for a new phone is just a bit, like, uh, but I, I, I still want to okay. do it. I just think it's kind of like phones? interesting. Yeah, sorry, go.
0: It's interesting, but I feel like phones is a thing like okay. You know, my first phone was $79. It was a little brick phone, Nokia, cuz um my parents got it for me like cuz I had to walk to this other, my this family friend's place and stay there until my mom finished work to pick me up and take me home cuz like walking home by myself, my parents found dangerous cuz I was young. It was I was in year 3 when that started. And My area was, like, more residential, more quiet. So, my parents were like, I'll I'll give you a phone in case, keep it in your bag. And, like, just kind of just in case, like, if anything happens, you can call, like, emergency. You can call us. Yeah. And so, like, from that point on, I kind of treated my phone as something like that, I think. Because it's, my phone is a backup what do you mean i think like as i grew up maybe like now more less so but i think i kind of treat my phone as like kind of a safety thing like i kind of need it oh i, I don't see. need the latest phone for that yeah yeah like yeah it's nice to be able to text people and like listen to music yet but like those are basic functionalities i don't think i should say this while holding an iphone 11 (laughs) but yeah but that's kind of how i felt about phones for a long time like yeah i don't need all those extra functionalities that like the newest phones have um i've always just gotten hand-me-down phones the phone i have is my first brand new phone which is kind of weird to me when i got it like have been the first person to use this phone and, like, put a SIM in it and, like, call people on it. I don't know. That that was a weird feeling.
1: Yeah, but I think, like, because you paid for it yourself, I think it does make it a bit different.
0: I didn't pay for this phone myself.
1: Oh, right. No, your cousin got it for you. It was a gift. Oh, okay. then. Well, then that.
0: Yeah, but I bought. So what I did, um, I started working last beginning of last year, just before lockdown. But then I had to take a break during lockdown cause uh, the tutoring center closed. And then I started working again. So, and I was able to save up a bit of money and I made a deal with my brother cause my brother just graduated like 2019 and started working 2020. So like, we were like, okay, we both got jobs now. We both are able to save up a bit of money. What if we both pull together and like get our parents new phones? So the original plan was, like, I saw that the iPhone 12 mini came out and I was like, my dad likes small phones. That's why he stuck with the iPhone 5S for, like, six years or whatever. So I was like, okay, that's perfect for him. Like, why don't we get him a new phone? He deserves it. Like, he, he refuses to use the bigger ones that we have now because it just doesn't fit in his pocket. And then I was like, okay, while we're at it, why don't we get my mom a new phone as well? And then my brother can take my mom's old phone because my brother's phone was dying. So we kind of made a pact, oh, okay, let's split half half and get um our parents new phones. My dad's first reaction was to yell at me before he even looked at the bag.
1: Uh but like classic parent thing. Classic.
0: Like he just saw like I think he just saw like the Apple logo and he was like, "Did you just put something in an Apple bag?" I was like, "No." He he like peeked and he was like, "Kelly, go return this."
1: like he didn't even know my brother and sister were planning on getting my dad a phone too but then my younger brother spoiled the surprise and then when my dad found out he was like no i don't want a phone i'll just stick with he i swear he's been using the same phone for like at least 10 years i swear (laughs) and it's so broken but it's like i feel like asian dads are like that yeah yeah because um even my family friend they um So the son bought, I think, the dad a new phone, and then he was just like, no, I don't want this. So now my family friend just started using the phone. I think, okay, I'm glad my dad took the phone.
0: Well, I I was kind of threatening him.
1: Maybe it's an Asian dad thing. I I was
0: threatening my dad. I was like, okay, if you don't use this, no one's going to use this, and I'm not going to return it, so you better use it. I even bought the case, and the screen protectors already. (laughs) And, like... I nearly forgot about case and screen protectors.
1: Yeah, I mean, I bet he likes it now. I could tell
0: that he was like happy on the inside, but like I think like after that he doesn't he doesn't trust me with money anymore. He's like Kelly, don't don't like spend so much. Like um, you need to save money. Like you you only started making a little bit of money. Like why are you spending <laughs> so much?
1: I think that's the typical Asian dad, like grumbling. Yeah. But going back to the topic of just like our finances. How do you, like, view money? Do you feel like you, like, when you have it, do you feel like you want to spend it because you have it and you're able to? Or do you feel like you need to save it and you can't really spend it?
0: Okay, I think you can tell. You, you know that I'm someone that spends money, yeah? Like, my shopping habits. Like, I have...
1: Yeah, all the, all the shopping. Every <laughs> few days, it's like, oh, this website has okay. new... New sales. Yeah, I see and all these sales. I hate when you say it because then I get tempted to look at it.
0: <laughs> okay, the thing is, I look at so many sales, but I rarely even buy anything. Like, that's the thing. I I see sales and I'm like, okay, let's add, 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 add to cart. Oh, this cart is too full. Like, uh, let's see what to delete. And then, like, I end up deleting everything. <laughs> I have that kind of bad habit. I'm like, I want to spend money, I want to shop, but. I have like this little voice in my head that's like oh Kelly don't spend so much like I always end up cutting down what I'm spending and a lot of the times when I order stuff I'm not happy with like at least half of it and I return it so like um that's the thing I'm a spender but I know how to save like I know my savings goals if I go over my savings goals, I'm actually really happy. But I know how much I should be spending right now to be able to, to like, kind of also be able to save for the future.
1: I mean, I think that's where the place that you're in right now with finance is kind of, like, where everyone wants to be. Where, like, they can spend and they will spend if they... Like, just spend on the things that you really need and you really want. And just, like... Make sure you're saving enough though, and you're not too tempted to go over. Yeah. Um. Because for me, I find it really hard to s- to spend on myself, and it's get it's gotten better definitely.
0: But you find it easy to spend on others. Because
1: I mean, I've got a lot. I don't know because of you. I have more new clothes now. <laughs> I'm literally wearing something that you got, like you that we bought together. Much. Um. Yeah, but I don't really buy that much because in my head it's you know,
0: like you didn't even get that much.
1: I'm just like I don't I don't need it. Like I don't need anything, honestly. With like clothes and stuff.
0: There's a lot of things that we don't need but we want.
1: And especially makeup because makeup is something that I love. And I it, it, it just it's just not justifiable for me to buy makeup though. It's like if I wanted to be pretty, and feel pretty. I already have everything that I actually need. But I still want to get more. But I feel really, really bad about spending. Because that's I don't need clothing. that makeup.
0: Yeah, that's basically me with clothing. I don't wear makeup at all. I don't see a point in it. Like, just personally. Because I don't feel like... Because, okay, more. I got my cousin to do my makeup for me. And, like, okay, yes. I did feel pretty, like... I did feel prettier with makeup on. But I didn't see a point in me doing putting the, like makeup on on like a regular basis and I couldn't justify the cost to me and that's like one place where I save a lot more money than other people. It is expensive. Um. Yeah it's so expensive. Yeah. Like I think if makeup was cheaper maybe I would do it but like for me I just
1: it still adds up. It does. But I think if you know your product... Because it's, like, something that you have to refill. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Like, you're going to run out of the product and you're going to have to get more. It's not the same with clothing for me. Because I know that clothing, I can wear these, like, hundreds of times before, like, I throw it out and, like, get new clothes. And even if, like, I do throw stuff out, if it's in good enough condition, I donate it.
1: So it's still being used further on. I don't
0: know. At least to me, I can't justify me wearing white makeup. And there's also my mentality, which is um, I'm very opinionated about like um, women in the workforce, like expectations of women. And I'm like, why are women expected to wear makeup and look pretty when men don't need to? Why do women have to spend all this extra money when men don't need to? Why should I be expected to do that? When I'm, like, fully capable of doing my job yeah, without makeup yeah. anyway.
1: But I think with the make- uh
0: It's, like, I, I, I guess, like, I know that for some people it's an it's, like, an enjoyment kind of thing. But for me, it's, like, I know that there's people out there that only put makeup on because, like, they're required to dress up for their job. And makeup is an expectation as part of that dress up.
1: I can see where you're coming from, though. It is a bit, I don't know, sexist?
0: Yeah, but I I love how, like, makeup is a form of expression for people and, like, it's a form of art.
1: And I appreciate it, just not for me, (laughs) in a sense. That's good, though. You're saving the money.
0: Yeah, I'm saving the Um, money.
1: and, And it expires, too. Not that I actually care about the expiry date. Oh, yeah, makeup.
0: And it also, like... Doesn't it go weird, like, over time if you accidentally leave it out and stuff? Like, there's some products that have to be stored, like, properly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Especially, like, lip sure. products.
0: You have to look after your makeup.
1: I mean, just, like, a, just not, like, out in the sun. But most people just have in, like, their jaws yeah. and stuff, which is fine.
0: Yeah. But it's just, like, I don't know. I can't justify it for myself. Yeah. Another point I wanted to make, like... Um, in terms of finances is getting your first job like okay for some people in high school they had a job like a part-time job probably either like marking at a tutoring center or a little like a waitress or working at a supermarket or something like I think those are like the most common high school jobs yeah and props to those that did that because I didn't do that my parents wouldn't let me like Um, for a lot of kids that I know whose parents were, like, a bit more, like, focused on studying, I noticed that, like, they were less likely to get a part-time job during high school. And I think as, or I also noticed that the most common job after high school was tutoring. Like, everyone went into tutoring. It's like, I think it's just that... I think, I think for
1: you, though, not, not for the friends that I, I have...
0: I think it was like the easiest job for the people that I knew to go into because we were all yeah we were like already like in that academically kind of like centered little bubble that the first job we think of is tutoring it makes the most money out of like a lot of the different part time jobs, and like it was just easy for us, I guess
1: it is I don't like tutor i I say this as a tutor like i I tutor too. But I don't think that tutor's really good other than just money. Like, I don't really think you get... There's nothing good. I don't think you get much out of it. It's just, like, there's no skill progression. The exp-
0: there's not much experience.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um.
0: I think, like, other than, like, a bit of communication when you're actually teaching, like, there's nothing else, like, that valuable in terms of the experience. It's just monetarily valuable.
1: Um. I know that pre-uni... There's, like, mm. admin, too. Like, they let the tutors yeah. do some admin work, so but that's kind of good.
0: Their pay isn't that great.
1: Yeah, minimum wage, so sad. Mm.
0: Like, the only pay, like, actual teachers, like, okay-ish. But, like, I know that, like, a lot of the biggest money is in private tutoring, obviously. Because you can charge whatever you want. Yeah. And especially in, if you're in, like, the northern area, that's where, like, the big money is i know friends like i know someone that's being paid 50 an hour at a center or something and then like if you do private up there it's like you could charge up to 100 an hour depending like what results you got in hsc depending on what results you got in hsc there are parents out there that will are willing to pay that money (laughs) what it's scary yeah the tutoring business is scary
1: oh my god that's some i mean I-, I remember someone telling me that they i think they used to ch- they used to pay like 120 and music in like the music um tutoring world that's like normal which is gross it's a gross amount and my sister does it not 100 but our oh,
0: music classes are very expensive yeah that's normal the minimum for music, if you're in like a like an area that's classified as like lower fees, is probably around sixty dollars an hour. That's minimum. And then like there's the ones that are like AMEB like assessors and stuff. Like they charge yeah, like yeah. upwards of a hundred, especially when you get into the higher grades. Like when you get into like further and further on in like your music
1: kind of grades it's just uh, why I know we're deviating a bit from our personal finances but like also I think something that people don't understand especially parents is that for you to for for your child char- for your year three child to learn your year three school things you don't need a point 99.95 a student and obviously they're smart, but you don't need that. Yeah, that's so true, though. And
0: sometimes it's... Smart doesn't all, always mean, like, able to teach as well.
1: Yeah. Like, you just need someone who can teach that level. Honestly, like, a dropout year 10 student probably could do it fine. Yeah. And get the message across.
0: But, but it's like reputation,
1: i know yeah 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 it's scary
0: and like okay along the topic of finances as well um part-time jobs is the first thing you should do after high school but there's also like considerations to make about like how are you gonna pay for your own transport because um at least in the Sid, like in under the new south wales government for us this is for context for listeners. Basically, um, if you needed to use public transport to get to school, it was subsidised, and we would get a separate card called it like a school Opal card. So our transport was free to and from school. But like the moment you get out of school, you can't use that card anymore. And so like now we have a concession card, which is half price, but we still have to pay like money to go on transport. And that's kind of, like, a weird thing that hit me the moment I started uni. Because, like, at that point, I was going to uni, like, basically every day. And the fees, I think one week I I used, like, $30
1: on my Opal. I didn't have the school card because I lived too close to the school. So I always just paid with the child anyway. Which was really that one expensive. Was
0: half price. Yeah,
1: that like that's half
0: price. Imagine like going for after uni. We don't have the concession and we pay
1: full price. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Because I hear my brother, like my mom and my brother, both take public transport to work. They spend like fifty
1: dollars or something a week on just taking the train. It's a lot of money, and it's like every time that you go, it's like one dollar, two dollars. And you don't think too much about it. It adds up. It does. It adds up so quickly. Yeah, yeah. Which sucks. It sucks.
0: Yeah, but, like, I feel like our transport system sucks as well. Why is it
1: so expensive? Oh, like, like, the trains, buses. Yeah. I just don't like taking buses especially because it scares me. I don't know when to get off. And there's there's I'm, no like i'm okay i'm okay with it though but like my
0: problem is there's so many times that i've like i've been waiting at the bus stop the bus never comes
1: oh unreliable it's so unreliable like
0: th- there's gonna be like y- y- you're gonna see like on your phone like there's a app called trip view which has like the timetable right and you're yeah. like okay three minutes until my bus 10 minutes later you're still standing okay. there so yeah. like
1: Oh, sorry. It's so
0: bad.
1: I think we should go back to the original topic, which is on like <laughs> finances, though, and not on, like, yeah. Sydney transport.
0: I but, could go on for hours about Sydney transport, but, yeah, let's continue.
1: Um, okay, so I think, you know Ellen the Generous, she kind of talked about this before, and she says that uh, she grew up, like, in poverty. mm And so like, even though she's like really rich, wait, no, what did she say? She says like, because she's really rich now, she feels like she has to like, not she has to, but she feels very comfortable about spending a lot because, um, wait, I can't tell if that's what she said or the complete opposite. So actually don't quote me on this, but (laughs) basically, okay. If you end up becoming like really, really rich, do you see yourself going down the pathway of spending a lot of money because you feel like in your childhood you couldn't do that or do you feel like you always have that mentality of like saving money I have to save no matter how much I have there's still room to save
0: um I think for me it's like it would have been like okay I grew up in like near I wouldn't call poverty but like lower class ish like um and I never really felt the need to like save all my money like I need to have everything in a savings account. I can't, like, spend any of it. I think for me, it's kind of more like I need to have a baseline. That's the amount of money I need to be saving or, like, investing or, like, just have it somewhere where it's still, like, I can readily access it. And then any excess, I can either decide to save a little bit more or I can spend it. So I would make sure that I would have enough money for a certain period of time, if anything happens. But otherwise, I I'm free to spend it however, like whether it be like put it in my savings account or to actually like buy stuff. But it's funny because in my parents' eyes, my older brother is the saver because he doesn't really spend money at all, and I'm the spender. Except they don't realize how much money I've saved
1: up. Oh right, my my parents still have access to my bank account, so they can see it.
0: Oh, my parents don't, so they don't know how much money I have in my bank account. Oh, but they do. I do put money into my parents' home loan. It's higher interest anyway. Like, technically, I'm earning more than leaving it in my savings account because like it cuts down the amount of interest they have to pay.
1: But, but you don't take that out, do you?
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't take that out. I keep it there with them, right? Unless like there's an emergency, and then we can take it out. It's really easy to take it out anyway because we're paying excess.
1: Oh, okay, okay. We're not
0: at, like we're meeting the repayments plus paying more, so like it's yeah. really easy to take that money out. If we ever had an emergency or anything where we needed that money, yeah. But yeah, like I feel like my parents don't think, don't remember that I have that much saved up with them plus whatever I have with me so they're like Kelly you need to stop spending money you're just like you just started like earning a little bit why are you spending so much like I brought up to them that I wanted to get an iPad Air because currently I've been looking at it since it came out and um currently back to school deal there's a free AirPods with it
1: my sister keeps telling me that that's a thing that goes on forever. And uh, I it swear ends. it's not, right? It's a back-to-school um, deal.
0: It's the back-to-school deal. It ends, um, literally in March.
1: Oh, I should convince It goes her.
0: on for a longer period of time, but, um... Last year, I think it was free beats.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was, it was. Because I just want the AirPods from her.
0: They have it every year. But we feel like, um... I think there's a mentality that it's always there because I think, like, different countries go back to school different times, so, like, the promo is always on, like, somewhere else in the world. Well, that's not going to help us. Yeah, it doesn't help us.
1: Oh, uh. Yeah, that's,
0: that's the thing. But also with finances, I think, I, I think I've covered most things that I want to say. Just uni isn't a time to be, like, spending all your money because especially when... Okay, for me, I'm, I want to move out after uni. Like, kind of, I'm slowly working towards complete independence. And um, it's just like, moving out is a stage that I think I have to experience to, like, completely grow up, in a sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I think there's a,
0: in Australia, there isn't as much of a big culture of, like, I'll oh, move out to uni, to college as there is in America because like if you see like America like everyone moves out to college like they live in dorms and everything but for us it's like I'll stay at home you save money you do save a lot of money
1: yeah yeah I don't think my parents would ever be down for me to move out alone in I think um, I
0: wouldn't I think like my parents wouldn't be as happy but I think it's, like, every parent has to come to an acceptance that their kid has grown up and they're going to have to move out and live alone for a bit, like, because... No, nah,
1: they're very traditional. My parents are, Yeah, like, my parents are also very you traditional. You move out when you get married.
0: <laughs> uh, no, isn't there that thing, like, oh, girls move out, the guys still stay with their, like, parents or something? Like...
1: Not really. It's, like... Not, not from like, what I've heard. Um,
0: basically... Okay, I'm going to speak Cantonese. It's like... <laughs> for girls and for boys it's like like oh. that saying like oh it's like should we the, translate that so basically <laughs> it's kind of it kind of means like oh when you're a girl and you get married you get married to the other family so like you kind of like you're not part of this family like
1: household anymore like physically oh yeah yeah it's like it's like the family's giving the daughter away it's a
0: very traditional asian thing that happens like it's like the daughter goes away but the sons stay with the parents like less so now but there's still that kind of mentality like it's separate like the are not physically stay with the parents yeah. right as in like there's still that a little bit of that mentality left in society now like from yeah. my point of view at least like for others it might not be the same
1: I don't think it's a thing for us but it's still like you just I think my parents are very traditional with a lot of things. Um and I have many issues with the
0: sayings though, like like gacha her and chol or what fan I have so many issues with that, but
1: so <sighs> um This is for another conversation. I should not bring it in now. Yeah, maybe maybe we should do an episode on like I feel like um the one that we did the collaboration, we didn't really mm-hmm. get we we deviated from the main topic by far because we didn't really talk about, like, Asian upbringing. I felt like it was a lot on just academics.
0: Yeah, but I think, like, the biggest part of that that I wanted to talk about was about academics. So, oh, like, there okay. were parts that I didn't really, like, talk about as much because I'm not as familiar with their upbringing. So, like, I was like, okay, I don't think that's something I should ask uh, either. Oh, okay. But, yeah, um... I don't know like financial independence it's a really part, big part of growing up and everyone should experience it at one point like yeah because the the harsh truth is your parents aren't gonna be around to support you for the rest of your life there's gonna be a point where you have to become independent and you might as well learn when you can yeah yeah do it when you there's still like people to back you up
1: and I think um from like our parents' generation Money is definitely a bigger priority than, like, mental health. So it's like, oh, make sure you get a job that pays well rather than get a job that you like.
0: It's also like, oh, don't move out because it costs so much. You might as well just stay at home. Like, yeah. We're cooking everything for you. You guys don't have to worry about it yourself. But, like, I'm kind of like, but then, like, I'm meant to learn that it's part of going up. It's part of, like, the life cycle. It's part of, like, your journey to becoming an adult. Because no matter how much people... Like, the law tells me I am an adult because I am over 18. I don't feel like an adult when I'm living at home with my parents.
1: Yeah, because you're so, like, bounded by their rules.
0: And I feel like there's some level of, like... I think there's some level of joy in, like, kind of being away, being an adult. But coming home to, like, a place where you can always still be a little kid.
1: The thing is, though... I don't think a lot of our parents have like the trust in us.
0: And <laughs> they don't trust
1: us. This is this is a conversation I had recently, actually, where like it's my friend was saying how a lot of the prop like if you become a murderer or if you become like <laughs> a a I don't know a a bad p- yes. <laughs> let's just use murderer, okay? It's honestly very likely that it's all on the parents' fault and their upbringing. Because, like, do you ever see yourself just murdering someone in the future? Probably no. not. Because of the way that you've been, like, brought up and, like, that is wrong. Hurting people is wrong, right? Mm. And your your parents should have enough trust in their own, um, like, parenting skills to be able to say, okay, I think my child is good enough to like go out into this world and do things that they want to do instead of like sheltering them a lot because while it's like preventing them from being exposed to like these dangerous people it's also stopping them
0: from kind of
1: being able to learn by themselves right
0: and i think um there's this i don't know if it's an asian saying or something but my parent when i was growing up my parents have always been like oh you need to like be respectful to others when you meet them because like it's a reflection on our own parenting and the family yes yes it's like yeah you are a reflection of kind of your parents parents. values but it's like yes maybe you have changed like a little bit and like you, you don't value exactly the same things but there is they do play a large influence on you while you are younger
1: oh for sure definitely yeah yeah, and it's, like,
0: you are a reflection of your parents, and we're deviating from the topic a lot, and we should also
1: be wrapping up now, because it's we're, we're on yeah, an we hour. Yeah, we should. But, but also, yeah. like, I, I, do, I do think it's kind of fun. Not fun. I don't know what the word is, but it's, like, it's cool that we're, we, like, go into different pathways, because it makes, like, the podcast a lot more natural. Yeah.
0: And I have a lot more things to say about on this topic. Maybe we'll have an episode just on this topic of, like yeah, yeah, growing up, moving out, like, all of that. But for now, yeah. my biggest message to everyone who is, like, starting to, like, wrap up their high school life and, like, move into, like, growing up university or work is just save. Don't – because you're at a point in life where you can take risks – but it's all, you're also at a point in life where you should be starting to set yourself up in, like, little ways for your future. Yeah. Like, there's that balance where, like, yes, if I do lose all my money today, I can still have so much more time to make up for it. But it's also... It's a time to set up good habits as well.
1: It is hard now just to find jobs, but if you have, like other ways of income for example like investing or something then just try and use that and just at least save like a bit um I don't know I think there's like a, a rule not a rule but it's like save 10% of what you earn is it 10 isn't it like I think it's like 50 30
0: 20 or something the rule there's a lot of different rules out there for like how how much you're meant to spend save and whatever um but it's like find something I think that works for you good. and even like even if it's like a little amount that you're saving every week you're making progress like okay for the first few months i want to save like i want to put ten dollars aside a week or something and then like you oh, slowly this- increase that and like you s- there's a, I, I think like that's also a way to save but it's just very important right now for everyone like I think the pandemic has shown us that like not everything is as stable as we think it is so in a sense like prepare yourself for like a rainy day but don't limit yourself because a rainy day might come oh my
1: gosh poet what was the problem that you <laughs> So yesterday? <laughs> yesterday so Kelly and I are on this we're both doing the same um, society portfolio, which is Med Review Socials Head, okay? And we have a group chat. And yesterday she texts <laughs> <laughs> It was her long shift that ended at 830. And she's telling me how dead she is, right? And she writes this oh wait, no, before this, she said that she couldn't attend one of our events because she's working. And then she tells me on our private chat that she's like, oh, um," because I I also said that I didn't really want to attend. And she's like, oh, it's fine. Like, Like, if at least one organizer go, then it shouldn't be too bad. And then on the group chat, I said the same thing to her. I was like, Kelly, don't worry if you can't go because if at least one organizer goes, then it's fine. And then, so we have like this weird like, you know talk on like private and then talk on the group chat kind of like inside joke thing and then she writes this random random poem what what was it (laughs) um i am death
0: death is me we are one (laughs) (laughs) and i was like i dare you to copy and paste that into the group chat
1: yeah i was just like oh i'm so tired today i am death death (laughs) is me (laughs) we are one (laughs)
0: Okay, that's our little funny anecdote for this episode. And with that, I think we'll wrap up.
1: Okay, yeah. So once again, thanks everyone for clicking onto our video. Uh, Remember to like, comment and subscribe if you're watching from YouTube. Rate if you're watching from Apple Apple Podcasts. And I don't know what the system is. Um, and then
0: Spotify is just listen and fo- make sure you follow us, stay updated. Yeah, listen Have and Have your follow notification us. bell on on YouTube so that you know when our episodes go up. So our episodes are going up every Sunday at 1pm Sydney time. And they'll be up from then on.
1: And follow our Instagram to dot friendless friends.
0: Yep, we'll be updating with every upload on Instagram as well. Yeah, it's cute
1: little edits. Yes. And with that, I think that wraps up this episode. Okay, yeah. Um thanks everyone for watching. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.